Welcome to the Daily Degenerate, the ultimate sports and entertainment podcast for your busy life. My name is Cohen Hughes, co-host and producer, and I'm joined by Los Angeles' very own Maddie Goldberg. We appreciate you listening and hope you enjoy this episode. Welcome, everybody, to episode number 34 of the Daily Degenerate Sports Podcast. We are November 8th. We are coming. I'm coming from you live in Los Angeles, Vegas. It's actually cold night. It's chilly, 50s. And in Smyrna, Georgia, is the one and only Take It Away. Ladies and gentlemen, for the 34th consecutive time, twice a week, almost on the dot every time, my name is Cohen Hughes. I have many, many, many names, a man of many hats, but the very few that you may know me by, Podcast Poppy, The Professional Devil's Advocate, The Johnny Sins of Podcasting, and my personal favorite, The Michael Rappaport of the South. Yeah. My name is Cohen Hughes. I'm coming to you live from Smyrna, Georgia. Got third rock from the sun on one TV, and I got Sports Center with Scott Van Pelt on the other one. It's kind of well, cold focus. outside tonight, just like L.A. When Matty Scott Goldberg, Pelt, I am focused. When Scott Van Pelt is doing his bad beats, you are watching them bad beats. Nah, hey, I, I do like bad beats. That's a good little segment. And he's really grown on me. Mm-hmm. He like kind of does it by himself. He's got his own little thing. But ESPN with him, they're back to sports. Yep. They're back to what matters, gambling, bad beats. And boy, did we have a we didn't even have a bad it was a bad beat tonight. No, we had a horrible we, beat. We were both like parallel thinking. We loved the under on this Steelers uh Panthers game. And I think within five minutes in the first quarter we realized this was a lot a losing ticket. Yeah, no, nah, at least we knew early before halftime happened. And I'll tell you something. That was a bad beat, but we committed BTality to that bad beat. That was not good. So the Steelers destroyed the Panthers. I don't know how much you can take in the Thursday games because it's a short week. You know, you know, you don't really know what team is coming in fresh. See, my thought was I watched a lot of the Steelers Ravens last week, and Roethlisberger was getting his his butt beat in. I was like, he's going to be at like fifty percent tonight. It's going to be a sloppy, tough game, and I felt like the defenses were going to play good. And it wasn't the case. It was just the, the, the Panthers. I don't know what happened to their defense because they always have one of the best defense in the league. They were Swiss cheese tonight. They were. But I think they stopped the Steelers once. Yeah. And then when they, when they finally took Roethlisberger out of the game. Um, but they didn't really stop him at all. They never stopped him. And put in who? Josh Dobbs? I turned it yeah, off well, well, that when that that's garbage time. But yeah. for the most part, when Roethlisberger in the game, they couldn't stop him. No, at all. Uh, can I make a? I'm not going to make like a crazy statement here, but the Steelers Sounds are like better. Are. The Steelers just don't believe in the Le'Veon Bell hype. Like the Steelers would be the same team with Le'Veon Bell without him. Mm-hmm. John Connor has been awesome. James Connor. Yeah. James Connor. He's done an amazing job. Mm-hmm. I, I'm thinking of John Connor from the Terminator. From the Terminator. Yeah. Yes. What is his? Who's the mother? Sarah or is that the sister? Sarah Sarah Connor or something. Yeah. But 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 James John Connor, cancer survivor. 
The way he runs, he runs hard. He runs up yep. the middle. He hits the holes. Le'Veon Bell doesn't hit the holes. Le'Veon Bell he can have a miss. game. He can have a game where he runs eight rushes for twelve yards, and he just doesn't want to hit holes, and he just sits behind the line. He's a frustrating running back with tremendous talent. They're not losing. They their their record would be the same with Le'Veon Bell. Their record might be a little worse, and I know a lot of people are going to think you're cra- I'm crazy. I had a guy talk to me today. He's a Bucks fan. He wants Le'Veon Bell next year. I'm like, why do you want him? Like, why do you pay a guy that much? That doesn't a, a running back that doesn't do that much? You know, like you're gonna have to get rid of half your team because he wants a ridiculous deal. And you're absolutely right. But if I'm a Bucks fan, I, I'm trying anything at this point. Well, sure. I, I mean, I think their first string running back right now is like uh, Charles Sims. No Barber right now. Peyton Barber. Yeah, uh, that's a. By, by the way, it's a guy by the name of Matt Cummings. And I want to just shout out Matt Cummings. He's a he's a fan of ours, but I also want to shout out. He has a YouTube movie review page, and he wanted me to shout it out. So follow him on Instagram. Matt he Cummings. follows the Degenerate Podcast and watch his movie reviews. I I promised him I give him a shout out. I forgot last time, so I remember now. But I I feel like Le'Veon Bell is is losing money every week. Yep. And, and you're seeing and like, did, did you hear what happened to him today? Well, I know that he did some, they saw him at like a gym or something in yeah, Pittsburgh. Well, I think it was yesterday, but he was playing like pickup basketball at LA fitness. Yeah. He doesn't care. It's so ridiculous. And it's like, now that the Steelers are like, they, they seem like a team on a mission without him. Like we're going to win without him. And it, it stems from a shitty tweet in the week one when they tied with the Browns. And he kind of gave this tweet like, look what you guys did without me. Like, you can't win without me. And it's kind of like, no, fuck you. We're doing great without you. We don't need you. And I don't see how it helps them having him back. I think it hurts the team because they got something good going now in James Conner. Don't disrupt the momentum. And that's how, good, that's how competitive the NFL is. It's like, Next man up, the next man might be better than you. The way I see this going is Le'Veon Bell will get on with the team next year, and whatever happens, happens. But I think he's just trying to forget about his time as a Pittsburgh Steeler as much as he can. I think he regrets this whole – I don't think he regrets thing. shit. I think, I think he knows that he lost, lost himself a little bit of money. I um, think he's got such a big ego. I don't think he regrets anything. I think he's just an asshole person. Well, well, him and him and his agent definitely kind of made the wrong call. Not only just this whole thing, but to wait until now to come back because there was like incentive for him to come back. Yeah. yeah. And uh, but 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 that's the thing. Like he's not. If he comes back, he's not playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. He's playing for a contract. And that, and therefore, that's probably with another. That is mo is a hundred percent with another team. So it's like if you're the Steelers, you're like, yeah, he adds a new dimension for our team, but he's not playing for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Completely, he's playing for his future with another organization. A big, he, a big contract. Um, unfortunately for him, I think that the whole situation is kind of made it to where he will not just easily, openly just get the max deal that he would have got had he played he blew this it. year. I wouldn't say he blew it. I mean, he'll still get a lot of money. Don't get don't don't get me wrong, but 
he he blew his chance at a guaranteed, just straight money, highest paid player in the NFL type deal. I mean, know? I mean, we're in a we're in a time where running backs who get drafted early, and we don't know how good Saquon Barkley is going to be. But for the most part, running backs who are drafted early. I think we have a good idea how good Saquon Barkley is going to be. They don't really come out. I mean, they're not game changers. They're not franchise. Quarterbacks are franchises. You can draft a running back in the fifth round and have a, 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 a great running back for five or six years. You can get Elliott and have one good season. So, I mean... Having a big-time running back isn't going to win you a Super Bowl. A great quarterback is. So it's like, where is the money going to come? Who's going to overpay this guy when the league is based on quarterbacks pretty much? I mean, take away what Todd Gurley's doing. And I'll even say what James Conner's doing because he's like in the top three or four running backs. But they also season. have great quarterbacks playing alongside him. You know, like it's not like yes, they're they just do. carrying the the load for their teams. Like, yeah, no, they're making a great right. contribution, but they also have awesome quarterbacks playing alongside yeah. him. And receivers. Yeah. I mean, the Rams have tons of weapons. So, like, they can't just tee up on Gurley. No. Because they're now Goff is is locked in. There's no such thing as stacking the box against Todd Kamara Kamara can play great because, you know, obviously Drew Brees is amazing. So, I mean, Le'Veon Bell, he's not going to get that crazy deal that he thinks he's going to get. That he would have gotten otherwise. You're absolutely right. Let he'll, me ask you a question. A, close to it, but not. You, not o- you always give these guys the benefit of the doubt of, of personalities. If you, you could want, ask. Do you want to know why? Because I am the professional devil's advocate. Okay, if you're letting Le'Veon Bell's head right now, what would he rather have? A giant contract beyond his wildest dreams or a ring? Le'Veon Bell would probably rather have the wild contract. Thank you. You actually, I I was hoping you would say that, and you did. Sometimes you play devil's advocate. You go, well, I think he wants a ring. He's hungry for a ring. Well, of of course he wants a ring, but. No, he does Obviously not as much as he wants the big contract. Because you know what? The Steelers have a – they had a they have a, a contending Super Bowl team this year. Well, if they play like they did tonight, they can beat anybody. Yeah, but he's not there. He doesn't care. No, he doesn't. Fuck him. Fuck he him. cares about himself. Fuck him. I'm saying that right now. Fuck him. I hope he doesn't play this year. I hope he gets he won't. like a minor league contract next year. Like he a triple A contract. Well, with who? The CFL Edmonton Oilers? The Buffalo Bisons. Triple A <laughs> for the Pittsburgh Pirates. <laughs> I actually wouldn't mind that seeing him in a Gwinnett Braves outfit. That's right. So um let's talk about the two other pieces of important NFL news before we get into some real stuff. Um the biggest two additions and I guess you would say transactions that teams made over this past week have been the Saints adding Des Bryant and mm-hmm. the Falcons adding uh, Bruce Irvin. What do you, what's yeah, your take no. on both of those moves? Well, I saw you post like you're like, we got Bruce Irvin, and then we got overshadowed by the, the, the Saints. The Falcons needed defense to help. It's a great move. Off their bye, they seemed a lot more refreshed on defense. I thought that would happen. They needed to get, like, a break. They needed two weeks to rest their bones. Um, it's a great trade for the Falcons. I mean, it's going to be tough. No trade, just I mean, signing. 
I mean, they're in a log. They're in a log jam of yeah. of wild card. I, I, I'm going to give the Saints the division. Mm-hmm. I think of you got to be honest about that. Yeah, no, we are. Now, I love what the Saints did, and the thing is, people are like, "Well, you know, is Des Bryant going to hurt the chemistry?" He can't not hurt it because when you have a quarterback and you have a coach like Peyton, they're not going to let Bryant, you know, no. carry on with his shenanigans. It's One kinda, little it's kind of like the Belichick out. syndrome. It's like, ah, yeah. we have so much pedigree now. Yeah. You're either going to get with the program or... Or you're gone. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, damn, like he kind of knows at this point this is maybe his last stop. Like, he can't sit on the sideline and scream that he wants the ball and, and, and then and fumble. And pout, yeah. Like, like he did last year. Mm-hmm. So he knows, like, you just got to play hard. You're, you're, on, you're on a chance to go to the Super Bowl. You're, I'm, I'm putting the Saints one. I'm putting the Rams one A. I think they're right now. There's no one A. There's one better. and there's two. All right. I'm going to put the Saints one right now and the Rams two, but it's very close. You're absolutely correct. Um, So he's got a great chance to go to Super Bowl. So it's like either do your job, play hard, don't carry on on the sidelines, don't be a diva, and you'll be fine. But what happens is once he does – they they'll give him the pink slip right there. Mm-hmm. They I mean, will. I, I saw Belichick do that with Randy Moss. Yeah, of course. So um, my take is that I really, and like you said, you said it best. I always like giving these athletes the benefit of the doubt because these guys yeah. are my heroes. You know, these guys are the superheroes that exist in real life. You know, so I like to give these guys the benefit of the doubt. And the way that I see the whole Des Bryant situation going is, I can grant him that benefit of the doubt and that exception pass because we see what the uh, Jason Garrett carnival and the Jason Garrett circus that tours throughout Dallas and across the rest of the NFL does every week. Well, there's no accountability. There's no accountability on the Cowboys. So I'm going to go ahead and say that maybe it wasn't Dez that's at fault. Maybe it was the toxic culture from the top down. It's not necessarily Dez's fault. What it it is, whose fault it is, it's, it's the fault of the – well, obviously, Dez is acting – you know, his shenanigans were pretty bad last yeah, yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, of course. He didn't help, of course. But, but the coach – You can't place blame on when him. You, when, when you have a coach that basically is a substitute teacher, mm-hmm. the you know, it's going to be insane. You know, it's like you're going to have guys carrying on. You're going to have guys, you know, like – it's up to the coach to put a stop to that. And Jason Garrett hasn't done that. Jason Garrett hasn't gotten results on the field. Cowboy got to be frustrated because it's like he's Jason Garrett's turning into Jeff Fisher now. Um, without a Super Bowl in parents, I would I, I would say uh, kind of along the same lines of what you're saying, maybe a little bit worse than than Jeff. Jason Fisher, got Jeff to the Fisher Super Bowl. has at least some sort of success, and we know from the traditional minds that he knows the game. It seems like Jerry is an ex coach and. He's just out there for personnel hype reasons. You know, he's just out there to clap and make a – not a fool of himself, but make a fool of the whole organization based on how conservative he is and the fact that whenever the Cowboys go out there to play, you can tell that they didn't practice all week trying to win this game. Or we're realizing that Dak guy is – Maybe a boat. Dak is, of course, an athlete, and he has somewhat of an arm and whatever else compliments that I can kind of scrape from the barrel, the little – slimy pieces off the side of the barrel that I can kind of give him. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm, I, me personally, I am ready to give up on him. Don't bust him out of fan. That's 
Cowboys Cowboys man, I give up. Uh, and me, and me, I do agree with you, but I, I just don't think the Cowboys are ready. Jerry Jones came out and said that um, Dak Prescott will be the quarterback, and that's where your problem lies right there is Jerry Jones, the owner, thinking that he can be Jerry Jones, the GM and assistant head coach. And that's and, why they haven't won in 25 years. And it's kind of like your buddy in school whose mom was always just looking over his shoulder and his dad was just always there with him. It's like a helicopter parent. You know, like they're just yeah. always hovering around. It inhibits their ability to do things. Well, like look at the uh, the, the Browns brought in the guy from Kansas City mm-hmm. to be their GM. They brought in a really smart football guy. I mean, Jerry Jones could have got a guy like that to run operations. Mm-hmm. Of course. And he won't. But Jerry and Jones wants to be involved too, too much. Well, you know, if it's your toy and you want is you can want to do anything you want to do with your toy. And and, and, and absolutely, you are 100% correct. That is his right, and he paid the damn money for it to where he can run his 2016 Corvette into the ground if he wanted to. And you know what? The people are going to show up. It was packed on Monday night, oh, but it was embarrassing. Yep. Having the mm-hmm. Titans fucking dance on the star. Oh, oh, and and them dancing on the star was a complete reflection of how that game went for them. Well, it's also a reflection of Jason Garrett. Mar- I mean, they're like, Marcus hey, Mariota, Marcus Mariota had two fumbles in his first three possessions. Yeah, I mean, Titans I had a, still won that game by double digits. The thing is, I had a halftime bet. Cowboys minus three at halftime. They missed a field goal. They got a touchdown on a turnover. They threw an interception within the five for the, within the, you know, red zone yeah, on the three yard line, really. which killed the game. They could have been up 17, nothing. Mm-hmm. And my money could have been nice. I would have had carrot top money. I had to pay with carrot top with my own damn money because of the fucking cow. How much was the ticket? 50 bucks. And then a God shirt, almighty. 25. The thing about the shirt is, like, when we bought the shirt, me and my buddy, the people that are working there didn't know we were goofing on Carrot Top. They thought we actually really liked the guy. <laughs> they thought you were They're real like, fans. Yeah, they, they didn't get our sense of humor. We're like, yeah, Carrot Top. They didn't know we were goofing on him. We, so, yeah, that cost me fucking Carrot Top. All right, so enough about the shitty Cowboys. Yeah. Um, what else we got? Are we going to start with college football? We're we going to go straight to NFL. Well, no, let's go to your quick game tomorrow because I know it's an emotional game tomorrow Ooh, night. Tomorrow is a very emotional game for me. For those of you who do not know, um, Gordon Hayward and the Boston Celtics. Gordon Hayward, who has been terrible this year, mind you. Well, he's coming um, off a terrible injury. He's had more than a calendar year. You know, he's coming off, Cohen, he's coming off just a horrific injury. Paul George is doing just fine. The Celtics won in overtime tonight. They were down big. They were down 20, I think, 6 or 24 points So I just saw, I thought for sure they lost. Mm-hmm. I'm going to give you uh, Devin Booker, another big game, 38 points. Let me, I got the box score in front of me. Hayward, wow, this is bad. Eight points. Hey, Hayward's been awful. Jason Tatum, four points. God, that's even worse. Kyrie Irving, 39. Mm-hmm. Uh... Yeah, Gordon Hayward has had a slow start so far, but he's coming off a major injury. I really hope this doesn't screw up his career. I know you don't give a fuck. I do. I hope it screws the hell out of his career. You are cruel. You are vicious. Hey, he didn't even call our owner. 
and let him know his decision. He had his agent call Gail Miller, the Utah Jazz owner. Who gives a fuck? Hey, he has a chance to play the with fans, the boss. The fans, the people who spend our money on gear, tickets, media packages, and all that. Why? Who would you? Where would you rather play if you're an NBA player? The Boston Celtics, the greatest franchise in NBA history, or live in fucking Utah with the rudest people, and then you have 40 fat wives. Where would you rather be there, big dog? It's it's more complicated than that. Would you rather be the the one tr- the one star pony? The would you rather be the, the 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 attraction of the show? Or would you rather go to Boston to be the third third leg? Of all a, the jazz, of a all the jazz have is John Stockton's short shorts and Carl Malone and his fishing. The Celtics have, I think, 17, 18 championships. Rings, Bill Walton, Larry Bird, the Chief, Kevin McHale, Tommy Heighton, Bill Russell. John Havlicek stole the ball. Paul Pierce, the truth. Shaquille O'Neal, the greatest Celtic of all time. I, me, me being from Atlanta, and of course, when rubber meets Do- the road, and then it, 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 it's, it, it's between, it's, if it's between me and me, me and the Boston Celtics, and me and going on welfare, not having a job, then yeah, I'll probably go play in Boston. But Jesus, you know, Christ. you know where I stand on this issue. You'd rather play zero, in Boston? Zero loyalty. And to be quite honest with you, in hindsight, I am so glad that that snake left my organization so we could secure the best draft pick in sports in the last five years. Number 13 overall, Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Finesse Mitchell. Donovan Finesse Mitchell. So it's too early to get in the NBA, I think, all the way, like get gung-ho because we got so much football. Too much to get into college basketball, although it looks like Duke is going to wrap up their champion with the chip with their sensational freshman. Yep. So college this week, I'm looking at the games right now. Um, it's kind of a bad week, man. I got to go the to a baby shower two, two in the morning, so I'll miss the first round of games, and there's not really many games to watch, but... This is kind of a tr- tough game for Mike Leach at 12:30. The the Buffaloes are 5 and 0, now they're 5 and 4, but they're still a solid team. It's a tough game for Washington State on the road. Oklahoma Oklahoma State is a big game. That's going to be a high-scoring game. Uh Michigan's got the easiest game against Rutgers. Uh Ohio State Michigan State is kind of interesting, but I do think Ohio State will win that. Kentucky's got a tough game on the road against Tennessee. And then the big one, Alabama, Mississippi State. The big you one give... is Georgia Auburn. Yeah, Georgia Auburn's big. I don't think Auburn is good at all. Me either. So I think Georgia's gonna win by twenty, twenty-three. Mm-hmm. Um and now there's two interesting games. Boston College is decent, but you know, Clemson's just rolling. It's They're gonna be hot a... lately. Yeah, it's it's gonna be hard for Boston College. Like they're one of those teams that like they win the games they're supposed to win, but against big-time programs, I don't think they got the firepower. And Notre Dame's going to use their backup quarterback, but they're so lucky because they're playing. This is the worst in my lifetime, the worst Florida State team I've ever seen, ever. I think you might be right. In my lifetime. I've lived a lot longer than you. 
I've never seen such a bad fucking. I grew up with Bobby Bowden. And they were always like there was a great quarterback named Charlie Ward who played uh, point guard for the Knicks. Uh, was he b- before your time? Yeah, a little bit. Okay, so he looked Charlie Ward up. He was great on the, on the Florida State. And then they went to Danny Cannell, who had a decent NFL career with the Giants. This is lucky for Notre Dame because they're not playing the they're not playing a good uh, Florida State team. So I guess Georgia Auburn's the best game. But I, I look for Georgia to just destroy them. I wouldn't be surprised they won by 20, 24 points. Yeah, uh, I, I have Georgia uh, minus 13 and a half. I think this is la- last week was amazing for college football. This week is meh. Is not as a is a go shopping. Yeah. Take the lady out shopping. Go I'm even lo- for a little bit. Go 30, I- 15, 15, 30. Yeah, I'm even looking at next week. And I guess I think in what's going on is. They save the big, big games for after Thanksgiving. Yeah. So the next two weeks aren't so good. Try to compete although, with the NFL. Although Notre Dame, Syracuse in two weeks is a big game and a game that Notre Dame could potentially lose. They're at home. Syracuse has been really good. They're at 13 right now. Um, that's a big game. Yeah, like me and you predicted, a good beat that me and you had is a few weeks ago. And I'm saying a few as in like three, maybe three, four weeks ago. We called that Notre Dame would make the Final Four because their schedule was so easy in the closing weeks. And I think our prediction may be coming true if they can win out. Um, Michigan looked really good last week. I think maybe Harbaugh is officially back. I think that kind of puts to bed maybe some of the NFL jobs that he had maybe lined up. I think he's going to stay at Michigan. They're looking good. Um, He's got a few of his guys in there. I really wish he would go coach the Browns, but, you know, sometimes you can't always get what you want. So the the interesting thing is, let's just get back to college football because the, the picture is kind of like opening up. Let's say Michigan beats Ohio State. Okay. Alabama beats Georgia by three points. Okay. What, in the Who? SEC title game? Yeah. Okay. Does Georgia get in with two losses? I'm going to say no, right? No. And, I mean, I – and believe me, I truly do think Georgia may be one of the best four teams in the nation. But with yeah. two losses, I understand that this is a committee and we're supposed to really pick the power rankings and who's best, who's not. I truly think it would it would be an injustice to teams like Washington State, to teams like Notre Dame, to teams – that have to fight and claw hard to get in and to let a two-loss team like Georgia. Like, it's not Alabama. And, I mean, I'm but sorry. But the thing is, Georgia's schedules, you know, if we're saying the SEC is the best conference. Yeah, we are. We are. But, I and I know this is very nitpicky, and I promise you I did not make this up on the spot. It's a little bit easier to play in the SEC East than it is in the SEC West. If it's Bama... You may can give them the benefit of the doubt, and they have before as a precedent. They have given the, yeah. uh, a one or two loss Bama that, that precedent of giving them the benefit of the doubt for TV ratings or for whatever you want to call it. I just don't think Georgia carries that same pedigree, and I don't think that they get in with two losses no matter what the hell happens. Well, what if Georgia beats Alabama? Then they, then they definitely get in. It's 100% locked that they get in. Does Alabama get in? Probably still. 
And I and 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 that's what sucks. That's what sucks about this whole committee thing is that there's they no knock, rhyme they or knock reason. Knock off the Big Ten team. They would knock off the Big Ten team. But if, if Notre Dame wins out and uh, Bama loses for some weird reason, then Michigan Ohio State is basically playing for fifth. And then Alabama goes to four. Yeah. Georgia goes to three. Clemson goes to one. Notre Dame goes, goes to, to two. two. I, 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 you, me, me and you agree 100% on that. I have that in my head. It will be fun if Michigan and Ohio State are playing for a berth. That will be fun. I mean, you can't get better than that. One no. of the greatest college rivalry playing for essentially a playoff game to get into the semifinals. Yep. To get their ass kicked by Alabama. What a treat! Yeah, well, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta be in it to win it. You gotta have a, a fighter's chance. Uh, I was about to say, like, you can't win if you don't at least get to the dance. You know? Exactly. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. No, I know 100% what you're saying. I mean, you don't know much about shit, but yeah, no, I don't at all. I'm dumb as hell. Mike Rappaport of the South, you know. All I'm doing is just spewing shit out of my mouth over here. Yeah, pretty much. Um, so that's what's going on in college football. Should we get to the meat and potatoes? You know I love meat and potatoes, Matty Goldberg. Those are my two favorite food groups. I love a steak. I love a delicious steak. I love, so, a, New York, I love a New York strip steak. Hey, the only, the only New York strip I want to see is the one that you do for me on my Skype webcam. Yeah. You want me to take out my cock for you? Yeah, just right quick, just to get me primed for this. Well, I don't have NFL video. I only, you only can see me. Oh, yeah. I, I can only see the MG from Matty Goldberg. Unfortunately. But I will send you a dick pic. Good. Please. I'll send it flaccid. Yeah, nah. I'm, well, give, give yourself a little bit of credit. Go like half hard. That way it still kind of looks natural and you're still kind of showing off something. Yeah. All right. So um, our, our first game in the NFL on Sunday is a 1 o'clock game. New Orleans at Cincinnati. I'm pretty sure you've already made it known how you feel about this game. I'm pretty sure I, you I think know. That, that, You're going to be surprised. That New Orleans is going to run all over Cincinnati, no, right? wrong. Absolutely wrong? No. Yeah, you're wrong. Wow. I'm saying this is going to be a hell of a game. I think Cincinnati is going to cover. Wow. I think the Saints are going to be worn out from last week, an emotional game. True. They got to go on the road. It's going to be cold. I think Cincinnati can put up points. And I think this is a field goal game. I wouldn't be surprised if the Bengals ended up winning, too. Wow. I'm saying this is going to be a tough game. Don't think the Saints are going to run away. They don't really run away on the road. They really don't run away against good teams on the road. Wow. And the so, Bengals are 5-3. and three. I mean, the Saints had all types of trouble with the Ravens. Yeah, they did. And the Browns. Don't, yeah. Don't, don't forget that in week one or two. Well, that was the beginning of the year. But I'm saying it's it's – you know, they just are coming off such an emotional game. Um, it, is, it is definitely. And the Bengals are coming off a bye. Yeah, yeah. They're teams fresh. coming off a bye are good this year in the NFL. Um, if I had the official record against the spread, I would definitely pull it up for you, but I don't. So I'm um, saying, look, the Saints will probably win, but I do think the Bengals cover. Look, One of my better bets of the week, too. I do think the Bengals are going to give them everything. The Saints don't have a great defense. They really don't. Look, and, and, and to be honest with you, I really do hope that happens because the Falcons need to make up as many games as we can in the NFC. Um, we lost I'm not saying Cincinnati. they're going to win, though. 
I'm not yeah. I'm not saying the Saints are going to lose. And and to be honest with you, all the points that you had, I definitely do agree with. Coming off a big emotional game, the yep. Saints took their bye week early, correct? In like week four or five? Yeah. Um, Bengals coming off a bye. I like that. Um, my only caveat to this game is why I do disagree with you. Even though it's in Cincinnati, the Bengals will be playing without A.J. Green. I don't think – Oh, he's he, hurt? He is hurt with a right ankle contusion. Oh, I didn't contusion. know that. And I do not think that's big. I do not think that Andy Dalton can carry the load without him. I think the Saints win this game by about ten or thirteen points. Well, we'll see. I think it'll be close. I really like how Boyd has come on, how Ross has come on. Mm-hmm. So but AJ Green is a major weapon. Uh but I'm gonna take the Bengals to cover. Okay. Bears Lions. I think the Lions against any good defense are gonna be overmatched. They kind of waved the white flag with Golden Tate. Yeah. You know, during that good. Vikings game, they scored a bunch of field goals. They might have got a couple extra first downs of Golden Tate. They basically have given up. I'm going to take the Bears. Bears beat the teams they should beat. And uh, it, the, I think the Bears will cover six and a half right now. Um, now, you're you my- – Nah, nah. I I pretty much agree with you about the Dolphins at Bears or um, Detroit at Bears. Bears Lions. Yeah. Okay. Um, so your your Falcons Browns. Now you guys got to use this as a business trip. You're going in Cleveland. Go in there and just kick their ass. You're favored by six. You had a great week last week. You got Irvin in the mix. Go in there and a like a fucking business trip. Don't let the crowd get into it. Just take care of fucking business. Um. So to start off this Atlanta segment, I spoke to Steve Sarkeesian tonight at the mall that I valet. Uh, did he I give you a game plan? He did not give me the game plan. He actually told me he would fax it to me. Um, I'm currently waiting. I walked up to him. Coach, didn't call him Sark, didn't call him. I had respect for him. Coach, how you doing? Shook his hand. Hope you're having a good night. Great game plan last Sunday. And oh, the words, God. the words, you called a perfect game, came out of my mouth. The valet is giving Sarkeesian compliments. I'm, I'm t- hey, he's plugged remember in that. now. He is plugged in. Not the first time that I've given him a compliment. I parked his car last year. Didn't have any liquor was bottles he drunk? in, sadly. I couldn't tell. If he was, he's damn good at hiding it. Well, he wasn't good at hiding when he was at USC. No, apparently he was came cursing practice goddamn on pain pills and liquored up yeah he did a speech once where he I, he called some of the teams like shitty or like he was like fuck washington or something like hey, that i mean that's kind of my attitude though you know like yeah well he's a coach he's a, he, he coaches young men he should be a <laughs> yeah. little and it so, was college not the pros we kind of do yeah. gotta remember so we, we're, we're on board the falcons are gonna win they're gonna take care of business their defense is gonna show up we will cover this the, this minus six spread Here's an interesting game. The Patriots versus the Titans. A lot of Titans are a lot of uh, Patriots that Belichick got rid of. Mm-hmm. They're like the rejects. I'm sure they want to play hard, and that's like tough because it's a game that you know the Titans are going to get up for. Vrabel used to coach under Belichick, if I'm not mistaken. No, he played under Belichick. He played under Belichick, okay. Now, when I in 2001, they he was cut by the Steelers. The Patriots picked him up on the scrap heap. And he had about five or six great seasons with the Patriots. 
He was a great linebacker, hard nose, had a big. If you ever see the Kurt Warner pick six in 2001, he fucking drilled Kurt Warner and Ty Law took it to the house. One of my best sports memories of all time. If that play was today, he would have got called for a 15-yard penalty. And suspended. He learned from Belichick. He was on the field. Uh, it should be an interesting game. I still think, you know, when you're dealing with, like, Patriots, like Vrabel versus Belichick, it's chess versus checkers. Everybody's going to get on the Titans for how they kicked the Dallas' ass, but Dallas sucks. Patriots are going to win easily. I will not touch this game in terms of money. Um, at least not in real life, but I will say this: this will be a game that I'm watching very, very, very intensely. It's going to be an entertaining game for yes, sure. Yes, yes, I, I, I completely agree. I will be watching this game practically from start to finish, as long as I can find a quality stream at the time of arrival. Um, this is a game that I will really be looking forward to watching. Jags at Colts. Colts minus three. Ride that hard. And Indy wins yes. easy. Jacksonville is falling apart. Their locker room is in shambles. Blake Bortles sucks. Doug Marone sucks. Jacksonville Jaguars, that is the shortest window for a championship I have ever seen open and close. You said everything I needed to say, although I do like Doug Marone. I just think, you know, Blake Bortles just uh, destroyed everything. Why do you like Doug Marone? Because he was great last year in his first year in Jacksonville, and he had some very successful seasons for Buffalo. He did make some ballsy calls last year. Getting the Bills to be 8-8 eight and eight is a great season in Buffalo. Even with Fitzpatrick? Yeah. Here's the ass game of the week. Just because it's the, the sole upside. The Cardinals and the Chiefs. Chiefs are at home, favored by 16.5. This could get real ugly. I think I smell uh, a trap. There's no trap in this one. Come on. I think I'm smelling it. Is that no. burnt plastic? I smell. Is that the smell of I will, a trap I will, game? I will take any money. I will. I will bet you in this one. You already owe me twenty bucks. I'll. I'll bet you double or nothing. God, that the Chiefs cover. If you're gonna, if you're gonna come out here nah, and call it a nah, trap, nah, nah. I'll Venmo you the, the twenty bucks. Keep your shit. I, I, I'm just. <laughs> I, I'm getting faint whiffs of a trap game right here. No, no trap. Cardinals just don't have the talent. They have a young quarterback. Chiefs are flying on all cylinders. Rosen's got to have such low confidence right now. He's been hit so many damn times. This is a 37-7 game. God, I, I mean, yeah. for his and sake, I, like I hope not. I, I know he's a, he's a handsome Jewish fellow just like yourself. The chosen one. <laughs> the chosen Rosen. That's correct. Bills, Jets, take the over on this. The over-under is at 36. There's God almighty, be that's low as hell. Yeah, there's got to be a punt return or a turnover, a pick six. It will get the 40. Jets are favored by seven. They're playing their backup quarterback, um, McCown, who's actually halfway decent. Uh, Sam Darnold's in a boot. We might see Nathan Peterman again. Um, so keep this I, in mind. Uh, Todd Bowles, a guy that I've taken up for a lot, made yeah. a very, very, very boneheaded error. And, yes. might, and might have lost me. Mm-hmm. He was still playing Sam Darnold um, in a very bad game with about four minutes to go in the game, and that's when Darnold got hit. And yeah, but Darnold needs reps. Boot. He doesn't need reps in games that are already over. Todd it was Bowles, a 10-point game. With a team as bad as the Jets, take out Darnold, 
he's apparently he's your future. Not to say that I agree that he's your future, but you're saying that he's your future. Todd Bowles made a very, 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 very bad mistake. Something that I did not expect for a statistician, strategic guy, whatever you want to call it, like Todd Bowles. A classic. I, I disagree. You I play, thought. you play your guys. Mm-mm. Darnold needs reps. No, I have no problem with that. He could have got hurt in the first minute of the game. And, 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 and you're absolutely right. He very well could have, but the game was. I'm not gonna say it was over. It was practically. And a ten point yeah. game, it's not over. Just with, saying. With, with four twelve to go. Defense hadn't been looking very good. Two possession game is uh, hell. No, it's not over. Uh, are you geez, serious? You I get think, a touchdown. You get a field goal. You get an onside kick. But there Fuck were no, no, it's not there, over. There were no touchdowns scored in that game except for a pick six. It doesn't matter. You're down. You still have a fighting chance. We'll agree to disagree. Agree to disagree. This is an interesting game. Redskins Bucks. The last game at one o'clock. Uh, Bucks this are. This is a trap it, for me. I this is how bad the Redskins are. They're five and three. Yeah. The Bucks are three and five, and the Bucks are favored by three. Yeah. That's the lack of respect the Redskins get. But Fitzpatrick has magic this year. I do think the Bucks will win. I don't like the Redskins at all. I think they're the worst five and three team, and I think the Eagles are going to pull away from that division. Look, look, do do me a favor personally. If you know me, if you love me, please heed my advice. I'm not saying this to be a hater. I'm not saying this to be biased in any way. Just because of whatever, whatever excuse you want to have. Take Tampa Bay minus three and a half. I think this will be a field goal game. Buy back the half a point. I think this will be a field goal game, no matter what. No matter if the Bucks win or if they don't, I think this will be a very, 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 very close game. So I you're taking be, the skins. I'm no. I'm. If you put a gun on my head and maybe take money line or maybe say who's going to win it, I'd probably say the skins. But I think Tampa Bay can keep this one within a field goal, even if they don't win. Okay, Raiders, Chargers. Raiders are probably the worst team in the NFL. Chargers are. Yep. 10-point our favorites on the road. Chargers are just doing their job. I said they win 10 games this year. Like I said at the beginning of the year, I was high on them. I think they win easily. They're winning the games they should win. I think they win 30-10. to 10. The Raiders are the worst team in the football. Mm-hmm. Shouldn't have a problem. I agree. Dolphins, Dolphins Packers, 9.5. More Brit, uh, Osweiler means Packers get their shit together. Packers win. See, I actually have Dolphins. Um, I actually went ahead and placed this bet because I, I got a good spread today. Dolphins plus 10.5, no okay. buyback points. Um, I actually like the Brock Lobster to keep it somewhat kind of close. He is brutal, dude, and the Packers' defense has gotten better, and I just feel like they're the Packers are going to play angry. This is what they usually do. They, have, they usually make a run at the end of the season, and this is the beginning of the run. And I think they this year win. Feels different with, with 27-10. This year, th- this year feels different with McCarthy. Yeah, McCarthy's out. You no doubt about it. Rams Seahawks. I think I'll be at that game. Ninety mm-hmm. percent. Rams are favored by nine and a half. Love the Rams here. Love them to just Even come to back. Oh yeah, because they're going to play angry. I think Sean McVay is turning into one of the best coaches in the NFL. Yep. And it's kind of a thing like, hey man. We got to win the rest of our games because we don't want to go back to New Orleans. We no. want them to, to feel the pressure of having to win the rest of the regular season games. Mm-hmm. Um, K- 
do you so, so, so you don't think at all that Seattle could make an effort to at least cover? It's going to be tough, but yeah. I think the Rams are so good, and they're going to be playing angry, and they're going to be playing pissed off, and they're going to be playing pissed off because they have that kind of cockiness, which you like to see that like they should have won last week. Well, they know that they're the best team on paper, and yeah, as they should because they are. They got to fix their defense. They're giving yeah, yeah. way too many points, even with a stacked defense. But I think next week is one of those games where they just like they play pissed and angry. Mm-hmm. I love the Eagles. This is probably my best bet. I think the Cowboys are going to just start falling apart. The Eagles are only up by seven. They had the bye. They're going to be fresh. Uh, you're getting you're getting uh, Golden Tate is going to be huge on Sunday night. I think the Eagles win big, thirty-one ten. I think the Eagles finally put their game together, like one of their best games of the year, if not their best game of the year. The Cowboys are done. It just seems like, you know, enough with Jason Garrett. If he doesn't get fired after this year, if you're a Cowboy fan, stop going to these games because, you know, it's a joke. Dallas is definitely in a horrible spot. It started when they took Leighton Vander Ersch. In, 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 in the draft instead of a wide receiver or, hell, even a – I mean, their defense was, was ultimately kind of fine. I mean, I know Sean Lee just went down for a few weeks, but – Well, he goes down every week. Yeah, yes, but they, they figured out how to play despite that. Their defense would have been fine anyway. They yeah. could have used either A, another quarterback prospect. I know that fucks with Dak's head, but I'm in the camp that agrees that says that Another quarterback would create pressure for Dak, and maybe either A would make him play better to try to keep his job, or would B propel another rookie quarterback above him. So that's a win-win scenario for me, or a wide receiver, because they truly have zero talent at wide receiver. Cole Beasley is not even good. No, well he's a he's not a main receiver. He is. For I him. mean, uh, well he shouldn't be. Yeah, yeah. He's a slot guy. He's a, he's Switzer on the Steelers. That's what he should be doing. He's only good because they should have so many weapons. Then he kind of becomes that annoying guy that he's always going to get a matchup against the linebacker. But he's getting matchups against cornerbacks, and that's killing his progress. Yep, 100%. Good take. 49ers-Giants. Monday night. I think the 49ers went big here. The Giants are still the worst team. Mm, the Raiders Although I wouldn't be team. surprised if they came out and played hard because they, they just had the bye. I, dude, um, I wouldn't doubt if the Giants won this game. This is the game that I probably just won't touch. It's a hard one. It's a very, This is very a tough, tough game to call. Game. I, I, I'd, I agree with you. This is a tough one. I can't read this. Um, yeah, so it's a tough one. But I still think that don't be fooled by the Giants. They suck. Their coach sucks. Eli Manning sucks. And Is Shermer worse than McAdoo? Yeah, Shermer I sucks. So. I think Shermer so. I is think a Shermer's good. Shermer is a good defense offense. He's a good offensive coordinator. Is he? Maybe he's just mediocre. He's a he. He did good with the Vikings last year, but he's not a coach. He's yeah. not a head coach. And you know, cut your losses after this year. Fire him. They're not going anywhere. They don't know what they're doing. They just keep playing Eli Manning. Like, what are they going to play, Eli Manning, till he dies? I don't understand. Like, it isn't working. It hasn't worked for years. And, and I mean, I, me and you kind of hit heads on this, but me and you ultimately agree, but it's a miscommunication. I agree. Eli's not your man anymore. 
this is the cachet to let him go out. They're two years behind on drafting his replacement or signing for his replacement or whatever. I wouldn't be surprised if the Giants go out and trade for Teddy Bridgewater next year in the offseason or maybe try to go grab Tannehill from the Dolphins if they part ways with him or whoever. You know, insert mediocre quarterback here. That would be way better than Eli right now, but don't get it twisted. If you watch the games, Eli is not playing so bad to where you would want to bench him. He has had a lot of drops. He has a lot of blown coverage in terms of the offensive line. A lot of wrong routes run. His receiving core is still young outside of Odell Beckham. Yeah, Evan Ingram and Shepard is still their second year. Eli yeah. is not the problem, but it's kind of like Des Bryant. He's certainly not helping. He is a jugs machine that is cranked on three of ten intensity. He's getting the ball to the correct spot a bunch of the time, but he doesn't do anything extra to propel his receivers to do great things. He's well, simply, I think he stinks. He's simply walking through the motions at this point. They need and it doesn't to do anything clean to house and start over. And I agree. I agree they do. Clean house and start the fuck over. You're not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like, yeah, you know what he's like now? He's like a, you know, you have like a teacher that's tenure who doesn't give a fuck. And he's just like, well, you can't fire me because I got tenure. Eli Manning has this bizarro tenure that you just can't fire him. And, he and wants the thing is, great... like, he has a point, though. He's won two Super Bowls. So, like, you yeah, can't really argue it, with him, you know? There's like, going to be a time when the Patriots have to move on from Tom Brady. It's just part of the game. It's part of the game. I know you don't is. have it anymore, you move on. And it sucks. Yeah. It's awkward well, that's to think part of the about. game. It's awkward to think about, and I would. The difference between Eli and Tom is, I would hope and pray, and I do truly think Tom will have the self awareness to get himself out of there. But before, well, he right turns now he's into still kicking Eli. ass. He is. He's still so kicking ass. He'll he'll get out of there before he turns into Eli. So that's it for the NFL. I mean, I think that's it for the podcast. Thirty four. You're looking good. You got a beard going Thank again. You. you got the red hair going. Mm-hmm. Um, so what did you say? Thanksgiving night, the, the Falcons are playing? The Saints in New Orleans. Wow. New Orleans. What time do you guys have your turkey on Thanksgiving? Uh, me and my parents usually do shit pretty early, honestly. Is um, it just the three of you? Nah, nah. We'll have my dad's side of the family over this year. We usually alternate like each year. Like We'll go to my mom's family sometimes, and we'll go to my dad's family. You know, like, did you ever stick your dick in the turkey? Nah, n- didn't Hadn't never, never fucked the turkey. This isn't a Thanksgiving edition of. You're missing out. Johnny Sinswood. Johnny Sinswood put his dick in some other turkey who's actually like a real woman. Yeah, but he's doing no like nut a, November. Like a like a bitch in a turkey costume. He's doing no nut November. Are you? No, he is. He said he's not going to bust a nut for the rest of November. If he wants to make some damn money, he he better. Well, well I, I don't know. Done. I guess you can fuck on porn without busting a nut. I saw a video on uh, Barstool. Did you, did you follow him, Johnny Sins? No. I know um, he is now because I saw him on Barstool. I'm like, who the fuck is this guy? Who the I thought fuck he was like is a pro, this guy? I thought he was a pro wrestler or something. He's a man who commits many sins. Well, there but you we go. love him for it. All right. Well, I'm at Matty Goldberg on Instagram, at Matty Goldberg1 on Twitter. Find me on Instagram to see me in my new Carrot Top t-shirt which I'll be wearing every day the rest of my life. Yeah, it's pretty sexy. I've seen the pictures of it. Ladies and gentlemen, my name is Cohen Hughes. You can find me on um, Instagram, Cohen underscore Hughes, Facebook, Cohen Hughes. Um, I don't do Twitter. I do Reddit, Snapchat, all the other stuff besides Twitter. Um, 
I mean, this was a very good episode, Maddie. We covered a lot of stuff in a matter of 55 minutes. We sure did. We were very economical with our time. We were. We were very presiduous. I just made up a word. Ladies and gentlemen, wow. I hope you enjoyed episode 34 of the Daily Degenerate Podcast. Thank you See for listening. See you guys. Enjoy your football weekend. Enjoy the hell out of it. I'll talk to you soon, come buddy.